Welcome to the Directors Club Podcast, your go-to resource for child care center owners and directors seeking success at their centers. Each week we dive into the world of child care management, sharing valuable tips, tools, resources, and strategies to help you build enrollment, retain top teachers, and streamline your operations. With a casual and lighthearted approach, we tackle the challenges you face from staffing and enrollment to business skills and time management. Join us as we unlock the secrets to creating a thriving childcare center. Let's laugh, learn, and grow together. This is the Directors Club Podcast. Hey there, it's Noelle. How you doing today? One of the things I hate doing is giving feedback to somebody. Even if it's, I shouldn't say even if it's good or bad. I love giving good feedback. We enjoy that. It's when we have to give tough feedback that's really difficult. And honestly, as I've led teams for, God, almost 30 years, that's like a crazy number when I think about it. Some of the best leaders I know and that I've learned from and that I've mentored are leaders that do feel uncomfortable when you give not so great feedback because it means you're empathetic. And that's a great characteristic to have as a leader. But in the world of early ed, we're too empathetic and sometimes we don't give feedback. So today I want to discuss with you a crucial aspect of your leadership. It's managing people and the art of giving feedback because we can't just not give it. And when we do it, it hurts our team and it hurts our childcare centers and it costs us a bunch of time. But many leaders find it challenging to address the problems and provide feedback to their teams. But it's so vital for fostering positive, productive work environments. We're going to explore some strategies to help you become more comfortable and effective in the area. But before we get started, let's address that elephant in the room, being uncomfortable yourself before addressing something with someone else. I think that shows the strength. You're showing empathy. It's coming from a place of respect. Now to just get over it so we can really support our people. Confrontation, particularly in leadership roles, can often be daunting, even when you know your intentions are to help and mentor your team. The key to overcoming this anxiety lies in reframing how you view confrontation. Instead of seeing it as a negative interaction, view it as a constructive conversation that can lead to growth and improvement. Remember, your goal is not to criticize, but to guide and support you. Approaching these conversations with empathy is crucial. You show your team that you understand their perspective and that their feedback is aimed at their development and betterment of the center. Preparation can also help you alleviate much of this anxiety associated with confrontation. Before initiating a difficult conversation, plan what you want to say. This is something a leader told me once. I had to address somebody not completing their work all the time, and it was causing a backup in our department. And I was so sick over it. I, I was like, I knew what I needed to, to tell them, but I didn't know how to say it. And so I sat down with my manager and I said it to her. I said, I'm so uncomfortable. I, I don't know how to say this without hurting their feelings. And she said, Noel, you may hurt their feelings and they may get anxiety and lash out verbally, hopefully not aggressive, but <laughs> they may lash out at you. But 
tell them that you want to help them. That's why you're having the conversation. Because if you didn't want to help them, you would let them keep making the mistake and they just get terminated. Focus on specific behaviors or situations rather than making those general statements. This clarity will help prevent misunderstandings and ensure your conversation stays productive. Write out all the things you think you want to say and how you want to say it and be super specific. Because during these conversations, you can practice active listening, allowing the other person to express their views. This will not only help in building a rapport, but also ensures that feedback process is a two-way street, and that can reduce their stress too, and them having their back up against it. When you're listening to them, you're repeating back what they're saying so that you understand them. And by coming from a place of respect and genuine desire to mentor them, your approach will likely be received positively, transforming a potential confrontational scenario into an opportunity for collaborative problem solving and growth. So another thing that you can do that I was just thinking of is before you're going to meet with them, go for a quick walk, get fresh air, clear your mind. Have your like post-its or your notes ready of what you want to say to them, and then call them in. Managing people effectively does require that bit of empathy, clarity, and assertiveness. When it comes to discussing problems or giving feedback, let's consider a few things. Embrace a growth mindset. Approach feedback as an opportunity for growth for both you and the team. It's not just about pointing out faults. It's about fostering development. We're there to help them. We're here to help you grow. I want you to be a better teacher. I want to help you with your tone or whatever you're you're talking. The next thing is be specific and objective. So focus on the specific behaviors or outcomes, not on personal attributes. Be super clear on what you want them to do. One example I can think of is I had a teacher that had a tone issue, like her tone always sounded negative, even if she was saying something nice. And I said that to her. I said, it's your tone of your voice that you're talking very loud. You are almost yelling across the room at people. You are saying, and then I gave her examples of exactly what she was saying. And I said to her, sometimes she said nice things and sometimes they were like on that line of I didn't really like it. I said to her, stop. You said this the other day to this student. You yelled it across the room. Next time, what I'm looking for is for you to walk over to the child, bend down and look at them at eye level and give them the direction that way. Be really specific. Don't just say you're really loud in the classroom and I need you to be quiet. Like I need you to be not so loud or however you want to say it. Be really specific of what you're looking for. Give them examples of the behaviors you don't like and then ways that they could do it. And then talk to them about that. That's the next thing is practice active listening. The feedback should be a two-way conversation. Listen actively to their response and concerns. This can lead to more meaningful and productive discussions. Like she could have said, even though she didn't say this was her and one reason why she's not here anymore is she could have said something to me like, I can't stop what I'm doing and and run over there and, and do that because I'm doing like setting up lunches all by myself. And then maybe she's speaking loudly in the classroom because her assistant isn't doing what she needs to be doing. 
or they need to change their daily schedule, all the things that can elevate a teacher. Really listen to the why they're doing things and see if you can actively come up with some feedback and other solutions for them to go through. The next thing is to create a safe environment. Ensure your team feels safe expressing themselves and receiving feedback. This involves building trust and showing respect in every interaction. I was once working with a director who had no problem giving feedback, but her team was petrified of her. And I heard her one day telling, giving feedback to somebody, and they gave her a reason why they did it. And honestly, it sounded like a pretty good reason. I was like, oh, I get, now I get why they did it. And she just came back at him with, nope, and had this response. I know that we want things to operate the way we want them to operate at our childcare centers, but we need to have that open communication. When we're giving feedback, they need to feel heard. We need to be active listening. They need to be able to respond and you don't yell back at them or come back at them with, nope, this way or the highway. We're going to not create that culture of collaboration and respect in our community if we just shut down all of their feedback. Make sure that you have a, it's a safe place to have these conversations. And then the next thing is regular and consistent feedback. If you don't do this all the time, like especially during reviews or observations, make sure that you begin adding feedback and regular connections with your team so that you get more confident in giving feedback and they get more confident in receiving it. That's super helpful when you begin to incorporate more and more collaboration and discussions and you share like your faults and things you're having struggles with and you start having these conversations in, in a group setting and one-on-one -on -one where it just becomes this um, part of who you guys are. I think that's so important when we make feedback consistent in our centers. It really is beneficial to all of us. And the last thing I want to point out is a technique that you probably already know is the sandwich effect. Encapsulate that negative feedback with positive comments as well. This helps to soften the blow and maintain a positive tone. While we're not going to sit here and hand out awards to everybody that showed up to work today, it still is good to use techniques like this that so you don't want everything to be negative. You can, even somebody with tone, if I think of the person that I was just uh, referring to about her tone, it wasn't all day. So I could point out, hey, it's not all day. Think of some good piece of it to add in. I think that's helpful as well so that they don't think that everything they're doing is negative because even if you're just talking about tone, they will come out of the meeting feeling this conversation will be hard for them as well. If we take an example of a child care center leader that I worked with once, she was initially hesitant to address her staff performance issues. This reluctancy led to recurring problems and let me tell you, huge turnover issues at her center. And she would come to us and tell us what the problems were. And I would be like, you need to document this, talk to her, and then eventually gotta let her go. She was so toxic. And she finally, she just didn't have the courage. She loved everybody she worked with. She felt bad telling them. But again, you don't need to feel bad. It is hard to tell someone something. But when you give someone great feedback that they learn from, I think that is really helpful. So after she implemented a 
more structured feedback system, and she got the courage to do it, the center saw a remarkable transformation. Staff members began to view feedback more positively. The staff that were there appreciated people were getting feedback because they saw the change in them. This woman, she did end up leaving their center, but there were other issues with other people at the center that they were able to address. And they all just embraced this as part of their professional growth. And they actually had a staff meeting about it. They talked about getting feedback and receiving feedback and that it was a thing. It wasn't to point out how bad you were. That's just that mindset, right, of changing it up. And so this change not only improved her team's performance, but it also enhanced the work environment. And that honestly is the most amazing thing about giving feedback. It does change the work environment. It helps with those that are carrying the burden of this person, and it helps with those that are affecting the environment. To summarize, effective people management and given feedback is critical skills for any leader in childcare. Remember to approach feedback with a growth mindset. Be specific and objective. Practice active listening. Create a safe place for all of your team to feel comfortable communicating if they agree or disagree with you. Provide regular feedback and make it part of who your center is. And try delivering constructive criticism by pointing out the good and the bad in each situation. For all our listeners leading childcare centers, take a step towards improving your feedback management skills today. Start implementing one of these strategies we discussed in your next team interaction. Whether it's giving a specific compliment or addressing a minor issue with constructive feedback, small steps can lead to significant changes in your leadership style and your center's culture. I hope you learned something today, and I appreciate you listening. Head to the show notes if you have a minute and give us a rating. I would love to be rated. Message me if you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, and I will add it to our topics list. And I appreciate you spending some time with me. Have a great day, and I'll chat with you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Director's Club. We hope you found tips, tools, and strategies valuable for your child care center. To access even more resources and take your center to new heights, visit our website at thedirectorsclub.net. There you'll find a wealth of exclusive content, training programs, and support tailored specifically to child care center owners and directors. Don't miss out on this opportunity to unlock your center's full potential. Remember, success starts here at the Director's Club.